We're going to be in John 17. John chapter 17. Hope everybody had a good week, a good new year. Um, And we're going to be preaching a message today. We, I, (laughs) uh, am going to be preaching a message today or teaching a lesson today on goals. Uh, Oftentimes, New Year's is a time when people consider, uh, some people try to make a New Year's resolution. Um, Some people just find it, it's a a good time to re-examine their life if there's something that they would like to change or uh, it's a it's an opportunity for you to kind of look at new goals and say what goals would I like to accomplish this year. Some people mock New Year's resolutions. Some people um, want to downgrade that. But the thing is, is that you know to have a, a specific time in your life where you re-examine um, the direction your life is headed uh, is a good thing. And so uh, if you're inclined to um, look at New Year's as a time to um, look at some goals or where your life is headed, I think it's a good thing, okay? Um, so we're going to go to John 17, and we're going to look at Jesus teaches how to accomplish goals. We're going to look at the fact that Jesus accomplished his goal. Um And so we're going to look at John 17. Now, John 17, the entire chapter is a prayer of Jesus. This is what is called his high priestly prayer. He's praying for his disciples. In this prayer, he actually prays for us. Okay, he prays for future believers. And we're not going to go through this whole chapter. um, But we're going to look at just a few things. We're going to start and and just look at verse number one, and we'll go through verse number Four, so it says in verse one, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Verse three, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That's a very good definition for eternal life, right? The Bible just spells it out right there. Every time the Bible talks about eternal life, what is eternal life? Eternal life is knowing the only true God and Jesus Christ, okay? That's the definition of eternal life. And of course, that happens, that, that starts, that begins the moment you trust Christ. Eternal life is not when we get to heaven. Eternal life is now. If you've trusted Christ, it's knowing God now, okay? Verse four, he says this, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. He says, I've finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Jesus said, I've accomplished my goal. I have accomplished the goal that has been given to me by God. So we're gonna look at, Jesus teaches how to accomplish goals. We're going to look at the life of Christ, and we're going to look at this passage and some other verses, and we're going to learn um, how did Jesus accomplish his goals. And we should uh, look at his life 
um, as the greatest example for the Christian on how to accomplish goals. Let's pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would bless now as I teach. Please help us, Lord, to learn from you the greatest example that's ever lived, God incarnate, on this earth. And Lord, I pray that we would humble ourselves. I pray that you would allow us, I pray that by your spirit, you would allow us, Lord, to examine the goals that we may have in our heart and in our life. Maybe it's something that's very temporal, maybe losing weight or something like that. But Lord, help us to re-examine really the direction of our life, the really the deepest goals and aspirations that we have at this new year. Lord, let this be a year that's dedicated to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What would you do if you had a goal of winning an Olympic gold medal and you were the favorite to win the gold in your particular event? And you found out that the final race to win the gold medal was on a Sunday. This is the story, the true story. You can Google this, look this up. There's actually been an entire movie that was made in 1981 called Chariots of Fire about this particular story. His name was Eric Liddell. He was a Scottish, um, he was a Scottish he was actually a missionary kid. He was born in to Scottish parents in China, grew up in China, and then went to um, Edinburgh in Scotland to uh, go to school. But he was extremely fast. He was actually a rugby player, a very, very good rugby player, and played at a very high level. Um, but he was also a very fast runner. And so he chose to um, pursue his goal of trying to earn an, an Olympic gold medal in the 1924 Olympics that were held in Paris. And his particular event was the 100-meter um, sprint. He found out that the final was held on Sunday. He had never raced on Sunday he felt like it would be dishonoring to the Lord for him to run on Sunday. So his goal was to win an Olympic gold, but he was not going to do that outside of his faith. He was not going to neglect his faith to reach his goal. It was not Olympic gold at all cost for Eric Lydell. With very little time remaining before the Olympics began... Eric trained and qualified for another race, which was the 400-meter race, which in the Olympics, the difference between training for a 100-meter race and a 400 is very, it's a very big difference. It's a very different pace. Eric knew his chance of winning the 400-meter race was slim because the two runners in this race had set world record times. In addition, on the day of the race, Eric was assigned the worst lane. A note in his pocket encouraged him. It read, he who honors him, God will honor. Lydell knew his decision not to run on Sunday honored God. 
As Eric rounded the turn on the track where all the runners usually come together, he expected to see the world record holders ahead of him, but he was there alone. He threw his head back even more than usual and pumped his legs as fast as he could. Eric crossed the finish line first, winning the gold medal. He had also set a new world record. Eric received a hero's welcome when he returned home. The newspapers initially were very critical and negative towards Eric, but now that he won the gold, they were very, um, they were praising him. But Lydell knew their praise would not last long. He would soon announce his plan to stop running and go back to China as a missionary to preach the gospel. And that's exactly what he did. And as things got bad in China, he, uh, this is leading up to World War II. Eventually, he um, was captured and he went to a concentration camp and he died in the concentration camp in a prisoner of war camp from, um, from malnutrition and possibly a large brain tumor. He died when he was 43 years old. Many people would think that that was a foolish thing for him to do, for him to um, neglect or for him to choose to honor the Lord on a Sunday instead of running for the gold medal in the 100. There were also two other races that he could have qualified for that he also um, rejected because his goal was not gold at all cost. His goal was to honor the Lord at all cost. So as we look at this passage, we're going to see where Jesus says in verse number four, he says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. What are some things we can learn from Jesus when it comes to accomplishing our goals. Now I've got just a couple, a small list of some practical things here. And these things can apply to uh, spiritual pursuits such as reading your Bible more, praying more, uh, trying to witness more, uh, reading a spiritual book. Um, They can apply to goals such as weight loss. They can apply to fitness things. They can apply to dieting. They can apply to expanding your education. These are practical things that we can learn that will apply to any area of goal setting. And then after we talk about the practical things just for a moment, we're going to then get into the spiritual aspect um, and we'll see some verses and the example of Christ. And, uh, and so first we'll start with the practical. Number one, goals need to be actions, not feelings. Number one is goals need to be actions and not feelings. We cannot say this year I want to feel better. Okay, well, I want to feel happier. That's not a goal. That, how, how do you know if you've accomplished that? Um, Jesus said, I have finished the work. This was an action. God had, um, of course, Jesus is God in the flesh, but <laughs> Jesus was on this earth not to feel a certain way, but to do a certain work. So number one, goals need to be actions, not feelings. Feelings are far too fragile for them to be a goal. I want to be a better person. Okay, well, how do you know if you're going to be a better person? There are some people who are living in a life of sin who think that they are fantastic people. And so, um, and otherwise, some people, 
again, in the more practical sense, they think they're awesome when in reality they're incredibly lazy and they don't really accomplish anything in life. So um, I want to be better is not a goal. You have to ask yourself, in what way? How do I know I've accomplished this? You have to ask this question. Is this a one-time goal? Is this something that I'm trying to accomplish as a a one-time event, right? Or is it something that I'm trying to develop a new habit, all right? For example, am I trying to run a marathon, all right? Um, Am I trying to, or am I trying to pray every day, all right? One is a habit you're trying to establish. The other is an end goal that you're trying trying to meet. So we can prepare by understanding that goals need to be actions and not feelings. Number two, goals should be a step, not a leap, all right? Um, I want to read the Bible. Okay, well, we need to understand that we need to read the Bible every day, okay? Uh, For example, what about reading through the Bible? If you've never read the entire Bible, that would be a really good goal. There are many different programs out there that can help lead you through reading the Bible in a year, there's programs that can help you read the Bible through in a month if you really want to, if you have time for that, uh, which would be awesome, all right? But you're not going to say, this year I'm going to read the Bible through, and then the first day or two, you read a couple of verses, and then come, you know, this year, let's say it's December 30th of 2022, oh no, I haven't accomplished my goal, and you sit down and you try to read the entire Bible in a day and a half, right? That's not the way that Works And so goals should be a step, not a leap. For example, again, going back to the marathon, if you want to run a marathon, sure, you can get off the couch having never trained and just try to run it. But that's really not the best thing to do because most likely you're going to fail on that goal. Next is a series of steps can lead to a bigger goal. Example, running a marathon begins with first going a mile, not by practicing a marathon every day. So when you're wanting to accomplish a goal, it's I'm going to accomplish this step first and this step first and this step next. You can see that when it comes to the life of Jesus Christ, right? If we go back to a passage that we've looked at quite a bit during the Christmas season, Luke chapter 2, at the end of Luke chapter 2, we can see where Jesus, even at a very young age of 12 years old, He was beginning to pursue the calling and the purpose of his life, the goal of his life, right? And it says in verse number uh, 41, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. So the family goes to Jerusalem to worship. Jesus is 12 years old. He goes with them. And as they return, they're assuming he's with the family and they're looking for him and they can't find him. All right. And then they finally find him in, um, it says in verse 46, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And it says in verse 48, and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? 
Wist ye not, or don't you know, he says, wist ye not that I must be about my father's business. He didn't wait until a couple of days before it was time to die on the cross before he finally pursued the goal, okay? It was something that was a consistent step-by-step process. That's something we can learn from the life of Christ is that he didn't wait to the last minute. He didn't try to accomplish the goal all at one time. It was, it was a daily thing. It was a lifestyle. It was something that he adopted as a lifestyle. Um, and not just that, it was who he was. It was why he came. He didn't wait. He was immediately, he was right at exactly what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, and so it says here, um, a series of steps can lead to a bigger goal. Number four, write them down. Okay, is my goal clear? Will I know if I've finished the work? Once again, in John 17, verse number four, it says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. What was the work that Jesus came to do? The work that Jesus came to do was for our redemption. Now, this is right before he was about to die on the cross. In the very next chapter, he's arrested uh, and he goes through the several mock trials. He's he's crucified and then he rises from the dead. And so from the very be- uh from from this point he's saying I've I've done everything that 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 is it uh that I'm su- supposed to be doing. But also we know that from the very beginning from from prophecies beforehand in the Old Testament everything that Jesus was supposed to be doing was was prophesied. And so he had taken what was written down as his goal. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? We can go to Isaiah 53 as a quick example of that. Say, pastor, I want to change. I want to be stronger. I want to be better. I want to get through this challenge. I want to, I want to grow. I want to improve. Okay, well, maybe you should write it down. Okay, I want to improve. That's not a goal. <laughs> uh, that's not clear enough. Okay. Uh, we need to, we need to write it down. Um, Isaiah 53, it says in verse four and five, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And it goes on this entire chapter is prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And it and it's it's you're saying, Pastor, this isn't spiritual enough. Teach us more spiritual stuff. We'll get to that in just a moment. But in a very practical sense, if you were to come, if you were to go up to Jesus at this time in John 17 and say, How did you accomplish this goal? He would say, Well, it's been written about. Right? Uh, it, it's not some ethereal, spiritual, undefinable, I can't really explain it. No, it was very, it was, it's something you could easily write down and say, I'm supposed to die on the cross. I'm supposed to be wounded. I'm supposed to be so on and, 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 and so forth, right? It had been written down. Um, will you know if you finished your goal? Well, Jesus would know that because it's been written down, right? It was clear. Um, number five, schedule the time. Schedule the time. When are you going to do this? When are you going to work on this goal? Okay? Uh, schedule the time. Jesus, when are you going to work on your work on your goal? 
When are you going to accomplish the work? Well, I'm going to do it every day and I'm going to do it like this and I'm going to have this. He has a plan. He's got it scheduled out. God had a plan scheduled out for when Jesus was supposed to come. It says in Galatians 4, And says in verse number four, Galatians four and four, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Pastor, I want to be a stronger Christian. You need to schedule that. We don't do things we don't schedule. If you're waiting to feel like it, you're never going to do it. But if you just schedule it, then just simply do the schedule. When do you go to the dentist? When you schedule it. Are you going to wait till you feel like going to the dentist? No, because then all your teeth are going to be rotted out of your head and you're going to be in incredible pain. And, and by then it's going to be emergency surgery. Guys, listen, don't wait for emergency surgery when it comes to spiritual things. When it comes to growing your relationship with the Lord, let's just schedule it. That's the beauty of God's plan for the Christian in church, in gathering as a church. Oh, next week, you know, I just, maybe I'll just catch it online. I know we're regathering back at Swansea, but, but well, guess what? If, if, if you're just kind of, I'm just going to wait and see how I feel about it on Sunday morning. I'm already, I'm going to tell you it's January. <laughs> it's cold. It's going to be dark and you're not going to feel like it. Right. Um, Whereas you say, I'm going to predetermine, I'm going to preset the time. This is when I do that. This is when I'm going to work on this. This is when I'm going to obey. Um, two more things. Accept the law of replacement. Watch less TV. Spend more time. Uh, if you want to, just for example. Except the law of replacement. Jesus could not both do the work God gave him to do and go out and live some other kind of life, right? It was one or the other. If there's something that you want to change in your life, then you need to replace it with something else. A very simple one, if you want to eat healthier, if you want to lose some weight, don't keep all the chocolate in the house. Get rid of it. But don't just... Not have anything in the house. Find a healthy alternative. The same thing's true when it comes to spiritual, when it comes to spiritual things. Okay. Um, if you want to read your Bible more, here, here's, here's one of the temptations about using a, 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 a digital device for your, for your, it, th this doesn't apply to everybody, but it may apply to you. This is just an example. Potentially, you're saying, well, I'm going to read my Bible on my phone. But here's the thing. You've got three or four or five other apps on your phone that are calling for your attention, especially if the notifications are turned on. So you're, 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 you're three or four verses down and all of a sudden you get a notification from Instagram. Okay. So what do you need to do? You need to, you need to maybe you should replace this with a paper Bible as an example, or Put it on airplane mode, like I always suggest at church, and that way you don't have to worry about it. Or you can have another device where you say, I'm going to read, read my Bible on that. You're not, you need to, 
Jesus did not have a, a, a lot of competition in his life. He's not trying to live multiple lives. He's saying, this is, my, this is the goal. This is what God wants me to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Okay. The last thing is this. Study your ministry. Research information about your goal. Research information about your goal. Well, pastor, I want to, I want to read my Bible through. Okay. How are you going to do that? Have you, do you have something written down on how you're going to do that? Um, and then you need to research. Maybe, that, maybe you can just Google and say, Bible, reading your Bible through in a year, a plan for that. Well, here are three different ones. And I'm looking at each one and then I'm going to pick the one and I'm, then I'm going to commit to that one, right? You say, Pastor, I want, to, um, I want to be a better witness to the people that I encounter at work. Okay, well, you may not... You, you may not know uh, the Bible as well as you want to, so you need to do some research in order to accomplish that goal. Um, and so study your ministry. Again, we can see that even Jesus, right, he came and he was studying in order to do what God had called him to do. Um, have a supportive community. Jesus immediately began calling disciples when he started his earthly ministry. He, he said, hey, let's do this together. God's called me to, 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 to accomplish something. And it's, it's so interesting that Jesus did not, he did not wait until after the cross and the resurrection before he said, I'm, now I need to find some followers. No, from the, from the moment he started, from the moment he started, he said, I am going to, um, I'm going to have a community. I'm going to have a group of people that does this with me. Okay? All right. So let's look at some spiritual things and then we will be, we'll finish up. Those are some practical things. There's a lot of value um, to that. Sometimes, guys, I feel like that what we do is we spiritualize things to the point where we don't actually do the practical things that, that help us become the people that God wants us to be. So let's just have a couple of points here on the spiritual aspect of accomplishing goals, things that Jesus can teach us. John 17 and verse number one says, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. So for spiritual goals, number one, the goal was not uh, make sure that your goal glorifies God. Make sure that your goal glorifies God. Can you say, Lord willing, I'm going to accomplish this? Or is it, I will? Meaning, I don't care if God's in agreement with this or not. I'm going to win that gold medal. No, Eric Liddell did not say that. He said, Lord willing, I'm going to accomplish this. And if 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 in in, in trying to accomplish this, I'm going against God and God is not going to get the, even now, guys, listen, if, if he was a Christian, he was a Christian, but if he would have ran on Sunday, would, would we be talking about him now? We wouldn't, have, we, we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't care. Who is getting the glory for Eric Liddell's decision? Even now. We don't even really think about his gold medal. I mean, how many people throughout time have won Olympic gold medals? Quite a few. How many of them said, I'm not going to compete on Sunday because that dishonors God? 
The only one I know about is this guy. But who gets, who gets the attention for that? Really, it's God gets the attention for that. So when it comes to accomplishing our goals, God, it should glorify God. Um, do your goals glorify God? Can we talk about God? Uh, Matthew 26 and 39, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Is pleasing God with your life the most important thing? Or are you willing to accomplish the goal that you have regardless of if it pleases God? Then really, you're doing it for yourself. You're the God. You are, we, listen, if we're not careful, goals in our life, accomplishments in our life can become idols that replace God. It is something that stands as a testament of how awesome we are instead of praise God for allowing me to accomplish this. God is good. We can become jealous that God gets the attention instead of us. And Jesus, that was not a part of his. Jesus was not interested in doing anything where, and which is amazing, he's, he's, he's the second member of the Trinity. And yet when he got the attention, what did he do? He said, he always connected it back to God. Give God the glory. Number two, does, oh, number one, does God get the, uh, get the glory? Um, a few more verses. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Number, number, uh, number next, as we say, number two, how did he accomplish his goals? Spiritual, uh, both practical and spiritual, but, but, but uh, uh, under the, the heading of, of, of spiritual things, he prayed about it, okay? John 17 is a prayer, can you pray about your goal? God, would you help me do this? Okay. Um, and once again, it says, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. He prayed about it. He needed God's help to accomplish it. Can you pray about your goal? Can you pray about the changes in your life? God, can you help me accomplish this? Would you give me wisdom? Would you give me grace? Would you give me strength? You say, well, pastor, my goal is, is not a spiritual thing. It's, it's weight loss. You know what? You can do that in a way that glorifies the Lord. You can pray while you exercise or you can uh, be a witness to the people in the gym while you're doing your thing. It's not something that we should say, God, I'm going to put you outside. I'm going to leave you. I have to leave you because you wouldn't be comfortable here. <laughs> right? Jesus never did that. We can see Jesus's goal. It enriched others. It did not tear others down. Um. 
It says in verse six, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. He sought to enrich others through his goal. And the last thing that we'll say The last thing that we'll say is this, his goals and the way he went about accomplishing those goals and the way in which he celebrated those goals became the goals of others. You know, oftentimes we look online, we look at influencers, and what we're seeing is somebody that is sharing the celebration of their of their success. They've accomplished their goal. They've lifted that weight. They have found that truth. They have found that happiness, constantly being influenced, right? The celebration. And we can see here in the scripture where Jesus, in his accomplishing his goal, the goal that God gave him, it became an example to us. It says in 1 Peter 2 and 21, for even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Some people in trying to achieve their goal leave a really bad example for other people to follow. They leave a really bad example for other people to follow. I just want to get happy this year and they'll do whatever it takes to feel that happiness. And and it leaves an awful trail of devastation behind them. They destroy relationships. They destroy their relationship with God. They destroy all of these things because their goal is not meant to glorify God and they don't care what kind of an, an effect this has on other people. We can see that when Jesus was seeking to accomplish God's will for his life, that goal, I finished the work that you gave me to do. What did it do? It provided an incredible example for other people to follow. Let's go ahead and let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for an opportunity to meet together online. Thank you that we can see your example in how you accomplished God's will and accomplished your goal. Lord, help us to follow in your footsteps. We thank you so much for your goodness and mercy in our life. Lord, help us to have goals that are honoring to you in every way, whether that's just a practical um, way to better our life, or or it's a a goal that directly um, applies to Christianity. Father, we love you and pray that you give us wisdom as we look on this new year And as we try to establish goals for our life in Jesus name, amen.